Hello and welcome to We Will Now Discuss. My name is Jeremy Booker and I'm joined by my co-hosts Kim Davis, Damon Davis, and Amber Richardson. Today we'll be talking about the recently released movie Air, starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Before moving on to really a breakdown of these guys' careers, um, we're going to give you guys our Mount Rushmore for each actor. But first, we're going to go in a completely different direction and discuss the recently released Kim Davis drafted Mario Brothers, if that's really the name of the movie, I'm not sure. Kim, what do you got? All right. So first of all, starring Chris Pratt, Anna Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black. Here was my thoughts. We went as a family. We were all pumped. We were all excited. Lots and lots and lots of humor. Uh, gazillions and gazillions upon gazillions of Mario and Nintendo World Easter eggs throughout. It was uh, very easy to watch. It was amazing for my family to watch. That being said, my family plays a ton of Mario. We are extremely familiar with all of the games, and I mean all of them. We play Mario Party, we play Mario Kart, we play Super Mario Bros, we play Luigi's Mansion, we play all of them. We play Donkey Kong. We play Donkey Kong Country. If I mean, you name it, we play it. So we are extremely familiar with all of those worlds and the entire universe that Mario is in. Davis family sounds like it has a lot of free time. We make we make priorities. We have game nights, <laughs> some family game nights. They're sitting at the table and they're playing Monopoly or Uno. Our family game nights, we're in the living room. Everybody gets their Wii remote, and we play this, and it's another Mario version, but we play this game called Fortune Street, but it's Mario, or we play Mario Party, or we play something like that. I mean, that's what we do. We thought it was hilarious, and we loved it, and we were ooing and aahing like a bunch of dorks that we are through the whole movie because we're like, oh my gosh, that said level one, two. Oh my gosh, look, that's, you know, whatever, from the one game. That was from Mario Galaxy. Did you notice that? I mean, we kept going on and going on and going on through the whole movie. But my only wonder is, if you're not that familiar with the games, I don't know if it's that fun or if we had that much fun because we're that into all of the games and all the world. Other than that, I have the Jack Black released this hilarious song called Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. And I even sent Amber the link for where he's released a YouTube video where you can watch the song online. And it was absolutely hilarious. And so my thought was, I loved it. But I loved it as a person that loves all things Mario. So that's my take on it. Yeah, I think if you had not ever played a Mario game in your life, He'd probably be like, eh, it's a decent kids movie. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like there wasn't anything objectionable to it. It wasn't super dull. It was short. So if you weren't really into Mario, like you didn't spend a whole lot of time trying to figure it out. And for people who were familiar with it, it was kind of fun to be like, oh, those are those plants. Or, yeah. oh, that's when he falls. Or, oh, that's when they're doing that. And, oh, now we're at the Mario Kart part. I mean, so that was that was fun. I enjoyed it. Like it's not going to be something I want to watch five times. Right. That's kind of what I assume coming out of it is that it was made, it was made mostly for the, for the game fans. And it was, I think they intentionally made it a very simple, straightforward story. Um, as bad as the old original live action version bombed, I think they wanted to go as safe as possible with the story and just really lean into the Easter eggs and the references. 
And, and it was great on that part. They did an excellent job on that, um, especially the music. I saw somewhere they used over 130 different songs from the different versions mm-hmm. of the game somewhere in the movie. And that's not counting the original Jack Black song that she's talking about. I thought the voice work was really impressive, though. I mean, um, you know, at first everybody made a big deal over the Chris Pratt being Mario. Had I not known it was Chris Pratt, I no, mean, I probably you, wouldn't have been able to figure it out. I mean, it wasn't an amazing performance, but you, you forgot about halfway through, you know, even if you knew that it was him. And so I, I wonder, think. is it worth spending the money on these big names to do voices if they're not even going to sound like their voice? Most of the time, no. But uh, in this movie, it probably wouldn't have been because I think the characters would have sold it. In other movies that are all original, maybe that star power, you know, gets more buzz going or something like that. Uh, I thought the animation looked amazing. I thought the, the look of the movie was great. It looked a lot like the games. Uh, and something I heard over and over from people that watched it and something that I noticed is that you kind of left wanting to play the games. You kind of mm-hmm. left like, and one person I listened to said there was parts of it where I was watching the movie and almost making the motions like I had a controller in my hand, you know, because they, they did a really good job of recreating the gameplay in the movie. I yeah. thought they did uh, some of the like the cart tracks, and then when you the screen would kind of side-scroll like the old-school games, the action on the screen would. I thought they did a good, a good job with that. We're a little, I think, uh, as of 13 days after release, it's made $700 million now. It's, uh, it's going to be one of, if not the biggest movie of the year. Without a doubt, it's going to cross a billion dollars. Uh, so I feel like yeah. it was a solid pick. Yeah, Kim it's, it's is a, just smiling and yeah. dancing over there. She's yeah, it, so it excited. is going to be a massive success. There is there is no <laughs> doubt about that. And it, and it's probably going to spawn a whole universe of movies. They're probably going to have they're going to have spinoffs. They're going to have you know crossover movies. They're going to it's going to it's going to make a whole big thing. So Universal and Illumination are going to come out, and Nintendo are going to come out really well on the whole deal well and at the time i was when this movie came out i was teaching in a second grade classroom and the next day after it came out i went into the classroom and i said hey who went and saw mario and i'm telling you all but two hands in a class of 21 kids was up they were excited they were wound up they loved it so the elementary age kids they love this so they're those parents are dragging kids to see this whether the parents want to see it whether the parents cared about it or not my kids kids want to see it my kids both enjoyed it i mean i did get some feedback from the nine-year-old who suggested that princess peach should have been the one captured and mario and luigi should have been going to get her that was her feedback so she Uh, wanted to share that with the audience can't do that in 2023 (laughs) although that happens in every game i know but that, that was a conscious change yeah she didn't feel like it was true to the game yeah exactly but that was a uh, that's society's fault so in the last few weeks you guys have been big advocates for dungeons and dragons now mario brothers i, I mean is like scrabble next i mean this is getting a little ridiculous with these games that are turning into the last of us you can cut that that's fine um all right but those are massive games i mean they made a battleship movie for god's sake we're not yeah. we're not out here i mean you they know, did we're it not stumping you... for it, it was right terrible. but you're talking about what seven-year-olds want to see and how excited they are i'm not sure no. that i want to be associating my, my taste with seven-year-olds well but seven-year-olds but, make their parents take them to the movies so if you're a studio wanting to make money isn't it yeah. smart to appeal to the seven to ten year old crowd and, Mario and Dungeons and Dragons have both been around for forty plus years. There's, I mean, it's not like I took no seven year olds to the movies, and I bought what six tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am not going to be excited for the Fortnite movie that's probably coming in two years. You know, yeah. but 
there's something be a that's big been around crowd. for that long that actually has story and lore that you can make a movie out of. Is, so there's a lot of good story in this movie. No, not great, but <laughs> there could be that. I, I mean, I, I don't begrudge anyone enjoying it. And if there was yes, something, no, <laughs> I mean, if there was a pitfall game movie that came out, I'd probably be really excited. But I didn't get to play Mario Brothers when I was a kid, and I'm still a little bit bitter about it, and I'm still going to keep Aww. griping and complaining about it. Poor Jeremy. Now, as a movie, just completely, like with a critic's eye as a movie, I can see where it's not overly impressive. It's it's just not. It's built on nostalgia and children. And the, but If you walked out of the movie theater after 90 minutes or 100 minutes and you were happy... Then I guess that's a successful movie. So yeah. I could have uh, easily waited to watch it streaming. I didn't need to go to the theater to watch it. Well, and, and so I'm going to transition to our second movie, which is Air. And, I mean, there's been some debate about this possibly getting some Oscar buzz. I don't think it's going to happen, but I really enjoyed Air. And I didn't have to leave thinking, like, that's an amazing movie. It just made me happy. By the end of it, right. I was like, hey, that was good. I le- I'm leaving Why happier than I was. Why did it make you feel was. good? Was it nostalgia? <laughs> Did it bring back memories of your childhood? Maybe I, from the eighties. Maybe I, from the eighties. No, I, I, I eventually. Which character were you, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> I, with my marketing degree, was uh, Jason Bateman. So. <laughs> Um, no, and I actually did get to have a pair of Jordans, one pair, and for the, those like four months that I had them, I was the coolest kid in school. So then you was, got beat up and stolen, or what happened to your Jordans? I was really rough on my shoes. Oh, so all right, uh, Air. We've all four seen this one. We haven't had yes. a lot of movies where all four of us have seen it. Um, guys, anyone want to jump in and thoughts? And I kind of gave an initial preview, but felt like it was just a solidly good. Just solidly good across the board. Not something that you had to like have a lot of insight or think too much or get too wound up about or think about for hours afterwards. It yep. was just solidly good. Good acting, good, I thought, cinematography. I thought the look of the movie was great. The music was amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the first thing I wrote. I said the music had me. And I mean... When I left there for like the next four days, I was playing all the different songs I could think of. I mean, I literally put on my Spotify, the 80s hot playlist or something like that. And through the, when they would play certain ones, even Damon and I were like, that was, that was from 84. We're like, I don't, I don't think so. And then I have to like Google it and look. Cause I feel yeah, like, like it opened with the Violent Femmes. Yes. It, was that in the 80s? I, it sure was. 1983. I had to look it up too. Really? Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't think it was either. Because I didn't listen to it until I was in college. That's probably why I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't listen to it until high school. So, yeah. No, I thought the, mostly the same thing. It was, I mean, it was better than good for me. It was it was well above average. I, I would stop short of great, but it was really, really good. There was not a, there was not a single, like, just weakness you could point to it in it. And uh, some of the acting performances were, were really good. Was, Love and, Fat Matt and, Damon. And especially, I, I thought even in the smaller roles were Chris and, and, Tucker? Yeah. He, yeah. he was kind of my MVP There was the movie, like a, yeah. a sad quality to his character. I don't know if it was intended to be that way, but I felt like there was just like a sadness about him that came across that mm. I found really compelling. And that's a character that apparently was not in the original script, and that was one that Michael Jordan um, insisted on being portrayed mm. in the movie, so they wrote that mm. character in later. Yeah, I have that. I love the costumes and the hairstylings. I have that... <laughs> Matt Damon, when he walked out with that banded bottom shirt and those pleated front pants, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, that's my uncle coming in <laughs> to every 
Sunday dinner that I've ever seen. I thought it was a really close one-to-one comparison with one movie, Jeremy, and I wonder if you had the same thought. I, I came out thinking it was almost like a spiritual sequel to Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, it, it had the look, the feel, the, even some of like the, the score mm. behind it. it. Just, I don't know, it just felt, which I love that movie. It was not a, that's not a bad thing at all, but. Uh, well, I, I think the best comparison is basically the movie had you rooting for a corporation. I mean, and yeah. that's been a lot of the buzz. It's like, should we really care this much about a movie? It's about a shoe. It's yeah. about a giant company that was probably going to make billions of dollars anyway. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Throw that out. Who yeah. cares? Did you enjoy it? Did you emotionally attached? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was. And um, what I would ask our listeners and tell your friends, actually tell your friends to listen to this podcast too so they become listeners, but please go see this kind of movie. Um, we don't get a lot of these anymore. These adult dramas that don't have IP attached to them. They're, they're not action or not this. Um, I, we're going to talk about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck here in depth in the next 45 minutes or so, but um, they don't get a lot of opportunities to make these kind of movies because they just don't make these kind of movies. Ben Affleck is actually having to be the one that's going out and, and sometimes producing, sometimes directing, but... Um, well, this was their new production company, yeah. too, and this was one of the first things they've done... Uh, with that is one of the first things they chose to put out there. And the other odd thing about this is this was a, this is an Amazon movie. This was originally mm-hmm. supposed to be direct to Amazon prime and somewhere in the decision making they've, they've Amazon's now decided to put, I think all of their original movies, at least the theatrical run, or, or at least the ones they, they think can, can make, you know, a, a decent run in theaters. I'm glad they did. I'm glad I saw this in the theater. That's just, that's a, that's a pretty big change from these streamers to part, start putting stuff into theaters. Well, I had a $90 million budget. Yeah. I mean, I still don't understand this business model of how you take a $90, $90 million movie and just put it straight to streaming. So I think last I'd seen it made about $55 million already in theaters. I'm sure some algorithm will tell you that they've made their money back by the time it's through streaming. I think a ton of people will see this on Amazon. I mean, if you're going to see, figuring out what's on Amazon, you see Ben Affleck and Matt Damon you're probably going to jump on this. Nike, Michael Jordan. Um, Viola Davis was great. Yeah. Um, Chris Messina, who oh, was in the newsroom. Oh, I have a note for that, too. Yeah. Oh, and I have that. He was also the detective in, if you ever saw that movie Devil, where they're all in the elevator. Remember that movie? Yeah, they're but me and you are like two of the eight <laughs> oh, people that have seen that movie. I so. loved that movie, though, yeah. but he's the detective in that, too. But anyway. I felt like the pacing of this movie was really good. Like mm-hmm. it felt like it was constantly moving, and for a yeah. movie that's so dialogue heavy and yeah. there's not yeah. like a lot of action, it felt like it was paced really, really well. The, my only complaint about this movie, here's my one and only complaint. I felt like at certain times, like when they would scan through the office building or something like that, they were like pushing so hard on all these '80s cliches or whatever. You know, like they were like, oh, look, it's the really old fax machine. Oh, look, it's the really old, you know, like it was like, it's the really old tape deck. It's the really old phone. It's the really old, you know, like they kept showing. Yeah, they showed Jason Bateman's phone a lot. Yeah, Yeah. like they kept showing all of the old technology and the old things of the 80s. And it was like almost like shoved down your throat so much. Well, I think. Maybe part of the reason for that is because it's really hard to separate Nike from today, from 1984. Because if you think about 19, Nike today, how do you root for that company? I mean, they're oh, monsters. Yeah. They're huge, right. Jordan. And so they're almost having to force you, like, hey, this was a different time. There was a different world once upon a time ago where Nike wasn't the king. Nike was struggling. And so 
I don't know. I'm not a director. I, I think they also they they underplayed a little bit how big uh, Nike was. I yeah, mean, mm. they were they were the underdog in the basketball division, but I mean yeah. they were dominating like the running and stuff. I think it was a uh-huh. hundred million dollar company before oh. then. I mean it was. You know, I said I loved Matt, Fat Matt Damon. But I didn't really love Ben Affleck in this. Oh my gosh, he was oh, my really? favorite. I don't know. I didn't really love I it. I liked him more than I liked Ben Affleck. Or I liked Ben more than I liked Really? I did. When he put on those pink running tights, I was like, <laughs> sold. Winner. Well, the fact that he, I, I mean, I gave him double credit, you know, because he directed it and starred in it. So I, I considering those two, I thought his performance was great. I didn't. There wasn't as much for him to do just because it was a smaller role, but it was a, an important role, obviously, being the part of Phil Knight. But Well, he made himself a little bit of a goofball in the movie, which I think any time yeah. a director, I mean, that's showing some yeah. you know, ability to say, hey, I'm not going to be the star. I'm not going to try to take this movie over, and I understand what this movie's going to be about. And he was, a, he was a track star. I don't know if a star might be a little uh-huh. bit strong, but he went to the University of Oregon, and uh, he's got a really neat story. And um, What did you guys think about um, – them not showing Michael Jordan. You know, at first it really bothered me because I was like almost tense about it. I was like, show yeah. his face, show his face, show his face. But then by the end of the movie, I was like, I get it. It's not about him. Yeah. That's not the point of the movie. I was like, the movie is about something different. And so by the end, I was like, I get it. And that was one of his stipulations. Oh, that, that nobody yeah. play him? Yeah. That's a little arrogant, don't you think? No, it was like, just nobody it, it can was, play me. No, no, no. It was just the opposite. Is he didn't want the focus on him. He didn't. He want to turn it into like a biopic. He wanted it to be about yeah. The, the I don't other, know. The After other I watched that, that documentary, I was like, this man's kind of arrogant. Well, no, he absolutely oh. is. He's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Not that he doesn't have the right. Yeah, no, his ego is out of control. But I don't think that's what. I don't think that's, that's not, what but this was from. Yeah. But I thought the same thing as you. Like, I felt like it was kind of distracting initially because the whole time I was like, mm-hmm. are they going to show him? Are yeah. they going to show him? Are they going to show I guess him? I, I had read that going in. Oh. Yeah. So I knew. I knew it. I thought it would have been a horrible decision to put him in it. I mean, yeah. how are you going to find a 6'6 six, six or something, yeah, reason right. facsimile of a guy that looks like him and then can maybe potentially speak like him? Um, now, I don't think they need him in there. And one of my favorite stories I heard about this movie was when they were talking to him about his demands, his request was his one major request was that Viola Davis play his mother. Right. And oh, really? Yeah. He did, he wanted that. Okay. Yes. And, and when Affleck and Damon heard him, you know, he said that, he's like, um, Michael, yeah. <laughs> Viola Davis is sort of the Michael Jordan of actors, so I'm not sure we're going to be able to get her, but right. we, we will try and see where it goes. And So I don't know a lot about obviously his history or shoes or any of that business. Was he really the first athlete to say that he wanted a percentage of the sales? Like, I assume oh, that's true, right? Yeah, and, yeah, like, he kind of set a precedent for that? Right. Yeah, that's all legit. That was If that was his idea or his mother's or whatever, I don't know. But that was absolutely genius. Yeah, that I don't know, <laughs> but, that, but that is factual, that he uh-huh. has a percentage of the sales and uh, – uh, the other story is that supposedly Nike offered that supposedly Nike offered that deal to Magic Johnson first, and he turned it down. Oh. But uh, uh, this presented it as a as a, a new a, thing, as a unique idea. I don't mm-hmm. know which one of those is true, mm-hmm. but both of those are coming from you know TV and movie properties because that that they approached Magic first was from the Winning Time series on on, uh, on HBO. On HBO so. <laughs> I really like Viola Davis in this. Actually, oh, I loved her. Yeah. There are are many, many times where I feel like she is way too over the top and she's like snotty and crying and 
just too much. And I felt like she was a little more understated. Oh, she song. was amazing. Like, I mm-hmm. want her to be my mom. I mean, no, <laughs> I'd be like, yes. That was the impressive part. Is there, were, there were no small roles. Everybody that was in it for a little bit was amazing. I mean, I wanted to see more of, I want to see more Marlon Wayans in dramatic Yeah, roles. I did too. I, yeah. was, I saw him in just that little bit of, of the, you know, bar interview. But I was like, this guy should do more dramatic acting. I want to see more of him. That was impressive. Chris Tucker. Yeah. Like Oscar said, winner. <laughs> it's your Oscar pick. So I'm this from this Friday is, to the Oscars. This is this is off the cuff, and I'm stealing this from another podcast that we listen to. So this movie gets one Oscar. Who are you giving it to, and what category? Ooh, hmm. I think I, I think know. I'm fine. I think I'm finally giving Matt Damon his best actor oh. for this. He was very very good. Yeah. It's yeah. The movie doesn't work without his performance. No, I'm gonna go costuming and hairstyling. Who else? Okay. I don't know who that is, but man, I production design. I loved it. That was, uh, that was good too. That mm-hmm. was so. boring. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we got to keep moving. All right, so the whole idea airs what spawned this concept of this podcast today. So Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have been making movies for over 30 years now. I mean, that seems crazy. because Yeah, because I'm only like 32. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, hopefully they've got a lot of good movies in front of them. But right now, today, we're going to break down uh, the Mount Rushmore for each actor. We're going to start with Matt Damon. But first, I want to give a quick kind of concept of what we're talking about. The idea of Mount Rushmore, obviously, there's going to be four movies we're going to talk about. These are the four movies. When you think of Matt Damon, these are the movies you have to discuss. These are the top of the list. and obviously, there can be a lot of debate. I think we're going to have some debate in this room. You very, may very much disagree with our answers, but that's part of the fun, so let's just kind of go with it. So what we did initially, off air, is I asked everyone to submit six movies for each actor. And then we were going to kind of use that as a bar and see how many crossover we had and see if we could narrow that down because they all have a lot of acting credits uh, to this point. So with Matt Damon... Based on those that request in our top six across the board, here are the ten movies that made the cut. Goodwill Hunting, The Martian, Rounders, Born Identity, Ocean's Eleven, The Talented Mr. Ripley, The Departed, Air, which just recently came out, Thor, which I thought was a joke, but we actually have a little <laughs> bit of a tie-in with that. And then We Bought a Zoo, which I was sure was a joke, but Amber has assured me it is not. Um so, guys, uh, any, any, well, let's just jump into this, maybe the movies that we haven't, that we did not make the cut, ones that we're leaving out, and then if you guys can maybe any touching points on those movies. Matt Damon's had a lot of great movies in his career, so we left out some good stuff. Ford versus Ferrari, School Ties, Invictus, which he was actually nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, The Good Shepherd, The Legend of Bagger Vance, The Informant, the Rainmaker, Behind the Candelabra, he produced Manchester by the Sea, and The Last Duel. Any of those movies, anybody want to touch on anything that, that they loved and felt bad leaving off? Well, again, I have things to say. Okay. <laughs> Hit it, Amber. Amber, and, Amber has a catchphrase. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's my catchphrase, Amber. I have things to say. Um, first of all, if you haven't been to Mount Rushmore, it is excellent, oh. and you should go. <laughs> Uh, just since we're doing the whole theme around Mount Rushmore's, Mount Rushmore is really quite awe-inspiring, and I suggest that everyone go to Mount Rushmore. It's great. Um, that was a waste of 20 seconds of our listeners' time, but <laughs> it go It is ahead. valuable. 
people might not want to go to Mount Rushmore until they heard a recommendation to go. So I am free with my opinions. Second of all, I do not think we should be considering movies that do not have the individual in the movie. If you just directed it or you just produced it, I do not think that that should be under consideration for the Mount Rushmore. I think we should have a separate Mount Rushmore of directed, produced movies. Thoughts? I don't think we have any that are going to actually compete for the top four spots that are just those roles. Some of them are combined roles with that and acting, but I don't think we have any that are going to. I agree with what Damon's saying, but at the same time, I think they have to be discussed if we're talking about these people's career. I mean, Matt Damon's an actor, first and foremost, no doubt about it. I think 20 years from now, we're talking about Ben Affleck. His, he may be known. I think he's going to be more writer-director yeah. in 20 years. I don't think he's going to be acting. Yeah, years. and so maybe he has two Mount Rushmores, but Very I don't. True. I don't think for our purposes here today. It depends on. I, I guess it depends if you're talking about their career, Mount Rushmore. It, I mean, it could become something that's more important because they directed it. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I would give a movie about like Brad Pitt, right? Like Brad Brad Pitt has a, a very successful production company and has produced a lot of movies that have gone on to win lots of awards and things like that. But we think of Brad Pitt as an actor. actor. And so if we were doing his Mount Rushmore, we would just stick to the movies he starred in, right? Very we wouldn't, true. We wouldn't I, include Plan Bs or I, whatever. I would agree on eliminating producer. Yeah. I don't think you can eliminate directing because that's directly shaping and affecting that movie. Yeah, maybe writing and directing I could yeah, consider. Right, but production, yeah. I don't think so. No, I could agree with that. Basically, scratch off Manchester by the Sea. I don't even know what that is. You've never seen that? Never oh, seen that it. made me sob. Me neither. Oh, it, how many tiers, Amber? Was oh, it? That was like a five-tier movie. Okay, so yeah, you need a tier ranking. You need, yeah. a, you need a tier scale. I mean, it was like a no tier, and then all of a sudden, all the tiers. Okay. All right, well, I feel like Amber's really derailed us between Mount Rushmore <laughs> and her diatribe. You're, you're the one who wanted to do Mount Rushmore's. Yeah, well, I didn't know we were going to have a history lesson <laughs> in the middle of it. Um, I, since I threw this out there, and I would like to just speak to just quickly, School Ties is one of my favorite movies growing up. Excellent movie. I mean, just an incredible cast. And at that time, I think Chris O'Donnell was probably the star or the biggest name, but Chris O'Donnell. I can't even remember which one that is. Matt Damon's a bad guy in that Is that one. the one where they're in private school somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, Nazis. It's, it's uh, uh, okay. What's the uh, the other private school around that same time with Robin Williams? Um, Dead Poets Society. Dead Poets yes. Society, yes. Brendan Fraser, Oscar okay. winner, stars in this. I remember Ford versus Ferrari. I have not. Hated it. Hated you Ford hated versus it? Ferrari? Did not like it. I can't tell you why. I don't know. Oh, yeah. see, I, I feel like that was similar to Air. Just like a good, yeah. solid movie. Yeah, I, of, I have watched it at least twice. All the way through, sat down and watched it. You watched it twice, even though you don't care for it. <laughs> She's like, because yeah. I try things again. I'm like, maybe I missed something. These chips suck. I'm only on my third bag. That's right. I mean, hey, you never know. Maybe it's the day. Maybe it's the mood. You have to try things again. Legend of Bagger Vance, old golf movie, and boring. I like golf. Let me tell you Didn't what, like but it, it was boring. The I, I funny wears pants. I only included that for my brother-in-law Matt Wilkerson. I think he's a fan, but um, no, hated no, it. Was it. Great. But I would personally push Ford versus Ferrari significantly higher on my list above above several of the made the cut movies uh, uh the last duel is that the one where he's in china or something no that's no. the wall i believe yeah that this did, one's that. with uh adam driver it? yeah adam and, driver and affleck yeah it was a bomb I, I the only reason i didn't include ford versus ferrari it was just because i still think of his christian bale movie uh, that's true. Yeah. I, I think I, that's me i think he it was his movie oh he uh, damon's yeah. great damon's great in the movie but i think 
if I didn't feel like he was the lead, and mm-hmm. and so and well, it just there were just better, and yeah, there were just more better options for me. But okay, so let's we got we got our ten that we're going to start with, and I think we're all going to agree. We we first thought we'd just throw out our one lock for Matt Damon, and and I don't know how it can't be Goodwill Hunting, right? I mean, this this yeah. is the movie yeah. that truly puts him on the map. Uh, wins gets nominated for best actor. Also wins best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just rewatched this, and it's even better than I remember. I, I, I haven't watched it in probably probably a good ten years, maybe closer to fifteen, and just rewatched it. And watching it now, I appreciate it way more than I did when mm. it came out. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was seeing it this time more because we he's playing a kid that's twenty twenty one. He turns twenty one during the course of the movie, and we have a child this age now. And I think I was seeing it more from that point of view as seeing him as a kid in the movie. Whereas at the time I saw it, we were almost the same age, I think. And I, I just enjoyed it. It was way more impressed with it. I, I looked, went back and looked at the nominees from that year. And this was the year Leo finally won for the Revenant for best actor. And that was more of a, like a makeup. No, no. can't what? be the Revenant. No. Oh, did I look it at the wrong? Can't be the year? Revenant. No, I'm sorry. That was the Martian. I'll cut all that. That was the Martian. <laughs> that's the rep- no, the no, year. that's got to stay in. <laughs> no, when we make these screw ups, they got to stay. That's I said oh. radar and we left it. Because right, um, what? No. No, I, I was thinking of the Best Picture nomination. It was up against Titanic. And probably any other year, this wins Best Picture. Well, we talked about having our kids watch movies of our youth, and, and this was one I put in front of Jacob, and he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's probably the best movie I've ever seen. Like, he yeah. really, really yeah. liked it. Yeah, so. I thought that today is I have to have Houston Well, I will say movie. that as a therapist, yeah. I wish therapy was like this. Yeah. It is not. <laughs> so it's not a realistic portrayal of psychotherapy, but it is a very positive portrayal of psychotherapy, right. so that's great. <laughs> and that was the other thing I came away from watching. It's like, Man, I missed Robin Williams. It was, it's uh, watching. It was great. And I'm like, ah, it sucks. Now, did he <laughs> win? Did he win? I think he did win okay. Best Supporting Actor for this. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. So Amber, as you've talked about multiple times, how I consistently put myself in the movie and identify mm-hmm. with the character. Well, you can imagine, I would identify with a tortured genius with a bunch of <laughs> screw up friends. Uh, <laughs> So, of course. Sweeping the halls of Harvard. <laughs> yes. You're the mathematical genius solving the equations on the down note. Uh, who, what are those things he's just even putting on the wall with the dots and the lines? I mean, that's, that's what, when you watch this movie, you realize just how dumb you are. Like, I don't even know what that is. All right. So, I think we that's all, we all love Goodwill Hunting. It's in, it's going to be on Matt Damon's Mount Rushmore. But, so I've got, at least us with nine movies. And I made this decision, and you guys may argue and push against it, but I'm pretty sure we can take, we bought a zoo off the list. A- Amber, do you, I'll give you 30 seconds, make a quick argument for why we bought a zoo. It's one of the six greatest Matt Damon movies I of all time. I agree. It probably should not be on the Mount Rushmore, but I just wanted to give it a platform to promote we bought a zoo because it is heartwarming. It is a wonderful family film. Scarlett Johansson, Matt Damon. It's it's just nice and lovely. Okay, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> we sure. bought a zoo is out. Um, it's out. All out. right. So next up on this list that's just not going to make the cut is Thor. I guess he's in multiple Thor movies, but 
Cam Damon, do one of you guys want to give a quick 30-second breakdown of the cameos? Because I couldn't think of (laughs) a sixth movie. Well, you also included the same movie twice on Ben Affleck. Do you not have Google, Kim? Just Google. No, I I was looking them all over, but I really like that part of Thor. It makes me laugh every (laughs) time I see it. I think that's I think that's a good enough reason. Well, and it's just I, I just thought we should mention the fact that Matt Damon, in addition to this ridiculously successful career he has as a leading man, loves to show up in random cameos in movies, and they're always great. I mean, it it doesn't he doesn't do just a normal cameo. It's always something over the top, ridiculously (laughs) over the top. Uh, he's in this and Thor Ragnarok. He's in Deadpool 2 as a just redneck sitting on the bed of a pickup yes. truck talking about like wiping etiquette, basically, is the whole <laughs> bit in the movie. It's great. One of the great ones in a movie that nobody else would have seen but me from uh, Euro Trip is uh, playing a, a guy doing a live music bit. Oh, my God. He the, sells the hell out uh, of that. Yeah, the, the Scotty Doesn't Know song. <laughs> Anyway, it, he just loves to do stuff like that, and I think it's great. I'm just, uh, I just think it's awesome that as big a star as he is, he'll show up and do those fun things. Okay, third one that I took out of the running, but I'm going to give you three the option to try to argue it back in. I put The Departed, and actually, let's right now let's lump The Departed and Ocean's Eleven together because these are two movies, good movies, very good movies, and Departed won best, best picture, best picture, yeah. So Scorsese won his Oscar, but. I do not think of Matt Damon in either one of those movies, even in the top two spots. I mean, he's, I mean, when I think of The Departed, I think of Leo, I think of Nicholson. I might even think about Wahlberg in front of Matt Damon. Well, screen time-wise, Matt Damon has much more screen time than definitely Wahlberg. Definitely Wahlberg, yeah. And maybe even Nicholson. I mean, Nicholson's performance was just outstanding and so no it wasn't it was insane he was horrible in that movie no it was insane because the character was insane and i thought it was great i rewatched it yesterday so it's you like nicholson in that movie i do like nicholson in that movie and i like matt damon in that movie and i like leonardo dicaprio in that movie and i like mark Wahlberg in that movie actually i think mark Wahlberg is probably the lowest on the list of that movie Oh, that guy's on 11 the entire movie, which I love. I think he's awesome. Like Alec Baldwin in that movie, Martin Sheen in that movie. Yeah, great. And so that's why I think you don't think of Matt Damon, because there are so many big names with with big performances in that movie. That's why you don't think of it as a Matt Damon movie. But the movie doesn't exist without Matt Damon. I don't even like the movie, so I can't help your argument here. I've but you it. don't like mafia movies. exactly it's not it's not my genre and I, I have watched it all the way through at least once and part of other times and it's just it just doesn't hold my attention in so. school ties he plays a bad guy but in the matt damon catalog he generally does not right. play a bad guy and he does play a bad guy in this one and it's kind of a mix like sometimes he's good sometimes he's bad he's good pretending to be or bad pretending to be good and so i think it deserves it Okay, we will we will keep The Departed in the running. Um, so that basically gives us seven movies for three spots. Goodwill Hunting's in. These are the seven movies. The Martian, Rounders, The Bourne Identity, which we're going to basically give The Bourne Identity to represent the entire Bourne franchise. franchise. Um, Ocean's Eleven. Which are we ag- doing that with Oceans as well? Yeah, I, it doesn't belong, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, Air, because he was great in Air. Talented Mr. Ripley, and we're keeping The Departed. So I have things to say again. All right. All right. Sorry. We need to get to a second movie, so okay. make a... Air, I do not think, should be on the Mount Rushmore. 
And not because his performance wasn't great, not because it wasn't a great movie, but because it's too new. Too early to tell. It's too early to tell if it's going to stand the test of time, if it's going to have the response that is required to have a Mount Rushmore, if it's going to grow, if it's going to shrink. I don't think we know. You're concerned it would be the Teddy Roosevelt of Mount Rushmore. Like maybe they <laughs> jumped the gun on Teddy. <laughs> Teddy founded the national parks. Oh. <laughs> Just saying, Jeremy. History fine. <laughs> 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 All right. I, I actually agree. I don't feel like air should be there. Can, is everyone okay with saying air doesn't belong on? Probably not. It, it, it might make my personal list, but it would, it would be a fight. But, uh, and it is too new to decide, probably. Oh, my gosh. I think. Did I just win something? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> I, I think we could jump to the next, what I think is the next lock. Because I, I don't think you can debate much against the Martian. For I agree. Uh, I mean, he, he's, he's nominated for Best Actor. Um, it was nominated for Best Picture. It was nominated of the year. for Best Picture. He carries that movie. It's even, his movie. Even though it's a pretty amazing cast around him and smaller roles. I mean, it's just him on this very castaway ish and that it's just him on the screen mm-hmm. for huge chunks of it. So I, I don't I don't see any it's, rational argument against it in the top four. It's his movie. He is a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually I don't have the Martian in my, my top four. Um oh. but you're outvoted. So I guess there so. We go. All we right, have three to one. All right, so we have Goodwill Hunting and The Martian. So I just lost the battle. I'm going to fight and claw and and argue here. Then, if I'm giving up The Martian, The Rounders is going in. Yes, it Rounders is. is going in. <laughs> yeah, this it is. movie, I think, of all the movies he's ever been in, 50 years from now, it might be the one people are still watching, just because. Just from a strictly rewatchable standpoint, I agree, Just probably. purely, and, and poker's always going to be around. It's going to yeah. be one of those movies that people, as long as people are playing poker, they're going to revert back to this movie. This this movie's... Well, and that's a big part of the argument for it for me, is you can't point to a lot of movies that, not single-handedly, but had a large part in creating an entire industry. Because when this movie came out, poker was not a big deal. I looked this up today in the movie. He says the grand prize at the World Series of Poker is a million dollars. That was in 1998. By 2006, the grand prize at the World Series of Poker was $12 million. And that had a lot to do with the popularity of this movie. When you think about rounders, do you think about Matt Damon or do you think about Ed Norton and John Malkovich? Oh, Definitely I mean, not John Malkovich because well, he's kind of the smaller role, though. I mean, he's the most, like, memeable person from the movie. I mean, you'll see that everywhere. And he's memorable in that small role. But it's Matt Damon's movie. I mean, he's the lead. It's, it's 60-40 with him and Norton. He's definitely the lead. Yeah, Ed, Ed Norton might be the more fun character, but he carried the the movie for sure. Wouldn't you like to have just seen what that movie would have looked like with Affleck and Norton's spot? I mean, Norton's great, yeah. and I don't. I think it wouldn't be as good, but it's interesting. It's been fun, and they actually have been talking about doing a rounders too. I mean, that's right. being discussed. Oh, really? With yeah. Affleck coming in and not replacing Worm, but just playing a different character. But. Right. Yeah. All right. So, are we already to three? Are you guys willing right, to give we'll me give you rounders? All right. I we'll have, give you rounders. Yeah, I have Goodwill Hunting, The Martian, Rounders. Oh, I was Rounders is the one I was prepared to to fight, fight for. Fight to the so. death. <laughs> well, I was going to vote for Rounders. It was right. one of my nominations too. So we have at least three it was it was the one I was it. afraid I might not have the backing for. All right, no, fine. I'll g- given what's left, I'll give up The Departed. If I'm okay. the only one fighting for it. Well, number four. I'm sorry, you guys are about to have to accept the lock-in on number four, and it is uh, Jason Bourne. 
I mean, that started a five movie franchise. He is yeah, Jason as much Moore. as I love the talented Mr. Ripley, and I would really like to fight for it. There's it's not hard five for, versions. It's hard for me to argue with Jason Bourne yeah. being part of the Matt Damon right. mm-hmm, like catalog Rushmore. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it, it, and oddly, as big an action movie fan as I am, I'm not crazy about the Bourne movies. They, for some reason, just didn't lock my attention in. But when you're talking about his career, Mount Rushmore, it has to be there. I mean, this was a this was a different notch from him to be a leading man to all of a sudden an action star and leading an action franchise. That's just a different, that's a different level. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to put Bourne in uh, because it, those movies mean nothing to me. So, so we're all reluctantly putting Bourne in, even though we think it should be there. Yeah, I'm not putting it in reluctantly. I love those movies. Yeah, she actually mm-hmm. likes those well, better than I do. Uh, those, I watch them the four movies he was in made $1.36 billion. Right. I, I mean, to Damon's point, this just took his career into another level, made him bankable. On a, I mean, I heard De- Affleck and Damon talking about because – you know, they kind of shared lots of stuff. And, and this like, how great was those Bourne movies? That made us rich. I mean, and, <laughs> yeah. and it just changed everything and put him in a position to where he could pick and choose whatever he wanted to do because he was set. But uh, I would argue with, with Amber, I, I would rather see the talented Mr. Ripley in there than the Martian. Um, just because you mentioned Damon has, hasn't always had to play the good guy. He has played some dirt bags and, I think uh, the talented Mr. Ripley would be a great example of his career where he played something really, really weird. But um, the Oscar noms, I think, have The Martian as a better movie, though, right? Uh, the Oscar voters are dumb. <laughs> we have two well, episodes on why you should watch the Oscars and why it's important, and now you're going to say it's well, dumb. Well, have you seen the listenership on those? They're bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody liked those episodes, Kim. Well, Ripley was nominated Best Picture, wasn't it? He just, I'm looking now. I, I think it was. It seemed like it was a big awards movie at the time. I can't. That's it. I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, I, he wasn't nominated. I just think that puts the Marshall. Oh, it, it, it's yeah. his only. The best it, actor and supporting role was Jude Law. If uh, one screenplay, yeah, I, he I came out with like that movie Jude today and costume. and could somehow play that movie as an older. Like, it yeah. would be an Oscar. You would be oh, nominated yeah. for an Oscar. Yeah. I mean, he was still young in his career. So we have settled on Goodwill Hunting, The Martian, the Jason Bourne movies. Jason, we'll, we'll call Bourne Identity if we had to pick one, mm-hmm. and Rounders. Carve yep. it in stone. Yep. Put it up. <laughs> That's a pretty damn good list. I yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to Ben Affleck, who I think we would all agree has had a much, much more up and down career. He's had some really great highs and some very, very low lows. Um, he's done a lot outside of acting with more writing, more directing. Here are the 10 movies, actually 11, that we came up with for Affleck to start with. Argo, Armageddon, Gone Girl, Goodwill Hunting, Air, Chasing Amy, Dazed and Confused, Boiler Room, The Town, Gone Baby Gone, which I actually snuck in because Kim only submitted five. And The Tinder Bar, which I haven't seen. I'm not going to make fun of whoever submitted that. I did, but guess what? He's actually in The Tinder Bar, and guess what? He's not in. (laughs) Gone Baby Gone. (laughs) All right. Let's right now, I will let you guys take Gone Baby Gone off this list. But I think it has to be said, Gone Baby Gone may have saved his career because... I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm saying the man's not in it. He couldn't get in a movie at that point. He, I mean, he had been on Maybe such... Maybe that's why he had to write movies for his brother. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, it, he was on such a horrible run. That was 
Reindeer Games, Daredevil, Geely, Jersey Girl, Surviving Christmas. Um, he was he could not get a movie at that point. I don't think I've seen any of these bad Ben Affleck oh, he, movies. He was very close to being like a straight to video guy there for a while. It was it was getting bad. Well, it wasn't just that he he was not liked. I mean, he wasn't just right. like irrelevant. He was just unpopular. People right. did not people enjoyed hating him. And right. So uh, I think that really brought him back. So okay. So uh, movies that we left off, mostly the ones I just named. Uh, is there any movie that didn't make that initial cut? I mean. I'm not attached to the comic book movie, so I don't have anything to say about his Batman days. The Accountant, um, I think, got decently reviewed. The Way Back, Kim gave a meh to. Yeah. His, his almost are a little easier because he seems to either be really good or really yeah. bad. So yeah. yeah, I could see how somebody would argue Pearl Harbor maybe. I really enjoyed Pearl oh, Harbor. No, but, <laughs> but here's it the thing toasted. with me. I am a sucker for anything World War II era. <laughs> I really love historical movies and historical dramas and like that. That's just kind of a suck in for me. So I really liked Pearl Harbor, but Damon told me no. <laughs> no, I no. I actually didn't tell her no. I told her basically everyone well, else Jeremy in the told world me no on Tinder bars, considers it it's a bad movie. My bad picks, I have to own. <laughs> I have no one stopping me from saying stupid stuff. Uh, Submit only, your picks to Damon or Jeremy first. They'll tell you no, you can't have those. The, the only comment I'll throw in is that him being cast as Batman should have been should have been a career high point, and he is actually I, I think is a good Batman yeah. and Bruce Wayne, but he's been in terrible movies. He's very believable. Like when yeah. when I first heard he was going to be Batman, I was like, really? Oh yeah, even when I first heard it, I laughed out but, loud. But but when you see yeah. him in the role, he's really good. Like yeah. I I enjoy. He's a solid Bruce Wayne. Yeah, just, like he's the movies really were good, awful, but, but yeah, he, he was good. Terrible. Okay, so just like we did with Matt Damon, I think we do have one all agreed upon lock for Mount Rushmore with. Affleck, which would be his Oscar winning, actually as a producer, which you guys didn't really love throwing producer in, but he also directed the movie. He also starred in the movie. Stars in the movie. Yes. And so, should have been nominated as a director for the movie. Uh-huh. Yes. So Yeah, that was a snub. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah one of the biggest ever. Argo is Argo. the movie that is absolutely Phenomenal. on the rock. Yes. And it's, well. No, I rewatched it like four days ago. I'm like, that's, that's a... It's intense. It is intense. I'm watching Argo by myself, and I said, I've seen this movie before. Not only that, historically, you know what's going to happen. You know the outcome of this story. But I said, I was so, like, keyed up, tensed up, like, worried and thinking, oh, my gosh, are they going to make it out? Is the plane going to make it out? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get on the plane. What if they get stopped again? And I said, I was literally nervous, sitting in my chair, tense. Again, it is damn good. That's good, good directing right there. Woo. Woo. Kim it's just <laughs> got exasperated. It's, it's worth a drum roll. Excellent movie. <laughs> no more drum rolls. No. <laughs> I didn't. But yeah, it, has, but it was good. It, it has to be the, the first lock for his. I mean, it, it hit on pretty much all, all levels for him. So. so let's move on to the ones that we're going to, you know, we got nominated, but we're going to take them out. And two of these movies are, I think, should go together. Dazed and Confused and The Boiler Room, which Ben Affleck is a small role in both those movies, but he's really good in those roles. He's really right. good. They need mention. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dazed and Confused, you know, just kind of leans into his jackass kind oh, of persona. Oh, he totally sells it, yeah. 
And then the boiler room, that's actually one of my favorite scenes. Like in college, I would just watch that scene. He actually has two scenes. He's got, yeah, two speeches, but um, kind of goes into, I guess, Alec Baldwin from Glengarry Glen Ross, but he's good. It's really fun. Uh, the act as if I can't say the rest of that line or I'll get bleeped out or get cut. So if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And then the other two that we're going to take out of contention, Gone Baby Gone, because Amber has to be in the movie or, you know, Kim. And then The Tinder Bar, um, I haven't seen it. I can't, I I'm not sure either. why I'm this adamant that it doesn't belong. But I, Because you haven't seen it, nothing you like gets on the list. Well, do you do, you, you do feel like it should be one of his four no. movies that define his career? No, but here's the thing. He's really good at You this. could have just stopped it? No. The movie's <sighs> not amazing. The movie's not my favorite movie, but he is very good. It's, it's another Days to Confuse. He does his part extremely well, so it was worth a mention. Okay. Well, that's yeah. the whole point. And, it, and, it's also it and he's in The Tender Bar. <laughs> and guess what he's not in? <laughs> gone, baby, gone, which I sat there and watched for 30 minutes last night before I finally figured out, that's Casey Affleck. <laughs> These guys are idiots. They don't know who they're talking about. That's the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get you IMDb. <laughs> Okay, so that gets us, like to Damon said, like we're going to get the, this one a little bit quicker because um, we've got six movies for three spots. Armageddon, Gone Girl, Goodwill Hunting, The Town, Chasing Amy, and Air. Anybody have something that they're going to just go to the mat for that's like this has to be on his list? Well, well again, I think we eliminate Air because I it's was too, just about to say the same thing. Too we, early. Said no, we said no for Air, so Air's got to be crossed off. And I would say both Armageddon and Gone Girl should be on there. Oh, I feel so you don't get to do two at a time. I you don't get so to just guess. do two at a time. Nope, 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 nope. There's uh, only three I, spots left. I, I will like second, to advocate for one. I, I will second Armageddon. I think it, it new level, next level stardom for him. It was it didn't create a franchise, but it was a huge box office hit. Um, he's, I, I guess, probably you don't consider him the lead in the movie, but still a major, major part. It, it kind of made him, I, I think, pushed him into leading man territory mm-hmm. with that movie, and it, it was just a, it was just a massive, massive hit. I, I think it's hard to argue against it on, on his it's car- hard, career Mount Rushmore. It's hard to think about Ben Affleck without thinking of Armageddon. Right, I agree. Well, I almost wonder if that's the movie that screwed him up, though, because it did make him a leading man, right. and then he yeah. went on and kept making bad leading man right. movies. But when he's probably better as not. A leading man. He's probably actually better in smaller roles, but uh, well, yeah. If you've anybody rewatched that movie somewhat recently, I mean, he's I'm, just. I'm gonna say the last five years I've seen it, but not super recent. Incredibly rewatchable movie, but yeah. he's a star. I mean, yeah. you see him, mm-hmm. and he's like uh, Michael Bay did not want him apparently, and Bruckheimer said, "No, you need him. He's gonna yeah. be a star. Get him." And Bay's like, "Okay, I'll do it. He can be in the movie, but I want him to get a tan." He needs to lose about 20 pounds, and he needs to get his teeth capped. And if you look at this movie, I mean, Affleck looks awesome in this movie. I mean, he just uh, – I agree. I mean, is it going to probably be the one that he brags about to his friends, you know, back in the day about, oh, I was great in Armageddon? Probably not, but I agree. It, it's sort of like the uh, Born franchise for Damon to degree. It, it, yeah. it made him something that he wasn't up until that point. So, all right. So we've got Argo. We've got Armageddon. We have two spots for Gone Girl, Goodwill Hunting, The Town, and Chasing Amy. I'm gonna just step on step on it and take Chasing Amy out. I, yeah. I wanted it on there. Yes, I good think decision. I think if you are 
around our age and you watch this movie for the first time in college, like this movie means a lot to you. Um, I, I still very much enjoy it, but Kim, you said you rewatched it again recently. You didn't watch it till you were probably in your mid twenties. I'm guessing, um, means nothing to you that you don't, don't enjoy no. it. All. And last night or two nights ago or whatever, I tried to watch it again and I, I couldn't even make it 30 minutes. <laughs> even, even me who liked it a lot when it came out on, on rewatch, it's, it's lost something watching it at a different age. It, it was very much a product of seeing it at the right right age and the right time, I think. Yeah, the humor's pretty juvenile, but when you're juvenile, it, it right, strikes exactly, you. It hits you. Okay, so now it's getting real easy. We just got to pick two of these three movies and we're done. Okay, so I think even though he didn't have the biggest part in it, I'm, I kind of feel like we know him because of Goodwill Hunting. I agree. I like, that's how we know him, I right? Think it, I think it's going to be crazy for that, it not to be on his that list. put him on our radar. That's why we know who he is. That's how we learned about him. I mean... And the the thing that it won for was Best Original Screenplay, and he co-wrote it. Him yeah. And, him and Damon both wrote mm-hmm. it. He obviously is not the biggest part in it or maybe the most impressive performance in it, but it's a pretty integral part. If somebody else is playing that role, it's not the same. And I... I looked it up today. These two guys wrote this movie when they were like 23 to 25 age-wise. Affleck is actually two years younger than Matt Damon. I was kind of surprised at that. But uh, he would have been like 23 when they were writing this movie. Oh, what were we doing when we were exactly. 23? <laughs> and I mean, for, for a kid that age to write something like this is, I mean, it's just it's kind of hard to believe. But he did, and that that's what it won for. And I, like I said, I think it has to be. It's definitely on my personal top four of his. It, I think it needs to be there. All right, so two votes for yes. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah. Okay, all right. Amber, all right, so third okay. You're on third one. Yeah, I, I think I would have felt more strongly about it being on Matt Damon's list than Ben Affleck's list. Oh, I agree. But I agree. Yes, if we, if we had to give it to just one of them, it's more Damon's movie, but it, it's still one of Affleck's top four to yeah. me. So I am going to... Is this where the fight starts? Well, I'm going to defer because I basically don't have strong feelings about either one of these other two movies. So I'm going to let you guys fight mm. these two out, and you can have whichever one you want. Well, <laughs> okay. Gone Girl versus The Town. I'll give the slight edge to Gone Girl because they filmed it in Missouri. That's what that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I really, really liked Gone Girl. I re I gotta tell you. Did you uh, read the book, Kim? I did. <laughs> I did not. I read per the book. Usual. I've read all of her books, as a matter of fact. I gotta tell you, I tried to watch The Town today after I finished up Gone Girl because I rewatched Gone Girl, and I had to turn off The Town after a while because it, it would. I just couldn't get into it. It's it, hard to get into. It's just not. I don't know what was going on with the whole bank robbery and the. I don't know. Just I mean, I like a good bank robbery, and and it does get better as you get into it, but like, I, it's not immediately captivating for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I I gave it a good 30, 30, 35 minutes or so, and I could not get sucked into it. All right. So I will get into. I will concede that is a rewatchable movie. Gone Girl is way more rewatchable than The Town. It is, no doubt about it. I, I love Gone Girl. It's one of the movies I, I will put on late at night when I have nothing else to do. Let's watch Gone Girl again. That seems weird. 
<laughs> I've got a crafty wife. I got to make sure I'm keeping my guard up to see if yeah. I'm picking up on anything. Hey, she murders okay. people. I, I buy that explanation. <laughs> She'd be murdering people. But the town, it's a Boston movie. He stars in it. He wrote it. He directed it. And in regards to his Mount Rushmore, I almost feel like we should be leaning more towards the director side because I think that's what his career is going to ultimately be. Um, if we have Armageddon and Gone Girl, we're leaning. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but when people think about Ben Affleck, are they more likely to think about the town or Gone Girl? I think the town. Uh, I, 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 really? I, me as a guy, as a guy, I mean, it may be very different for guy versus girl. But yeah, I, I think you're going to think of the town because you're going to think of Boston. Um, yeah, but I, you know, it, it's. If, if we're here to this point and it's time to uh, make a decision, I feel like I'm outvoted. And yeah, because Damon just... has no vote because he's he's just, he is said he's out on this vote, and so you're two to one. Yep, that's coming down to you know, two two out of the three of you guys. So all right, now, I almost prefer it this way. I almost prefer it. So in like ten or fifteen years, when they're talking about the great Affleck career and the movies, and the yeah. and they start maybe with the town. Or second. Yeah, so you can come back and be like, I told you. It, Side uh, note, my brother was in Gone Girl. That's another vote. <laughs> what? He was? Yes, he was. He was a background extra, yeah. Background really? extra in Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he made it in the final cut or not, but he definitely filmed. He spent the whole day yeah, over he, there. He, he, he was there for the filming. Oh, yeah, I've, I've being dr- an extra is <clears> tough. I, it's long. I'll say this. If 20 years from now, if he has not made two or three better movies than The Town, nobody's going to be talking about Ben Affleck's Mount Rushmore at all. <laughs> yeah. so if, he, if, he does, if he doesn't replace both these movies yeah. on, his, on his Mount Rushmore in 20 years, then nobody's going to be discussing him, period. So he's, he, he's got work to do. That's maybe fair. And uh, just along with your brother being in the movie, I am surprised I have not had the cops called on me um, because I have driven by the house that they filmed this, the exterior <laughs> oh, of the house. Oh, yeah. It was for sale for a while. Uh-huh. That was really exciting. I thought about trying to get call the realtor to go in, but it's not the same house on the inside. But, uh, yeah, I was creepy, uh-huh. dude. So. <laughs> All right, so we have it settled then. Uh, for Affleck, we have Argo, Armageddon, not the town, um, <laughs> Gone Girl, and Goodwill Hunting, of course, on both lists. Pretty solid list, I think, for both these guys. This was actually a lot of fun. Um, these guys came along right about the time that we were – High school? Uh, I mean, 92, 93 was when School Ties. I don't know that I watched School Ties. I, know, I did not no. watch it in the movie theater. I've, just, I've never seen it still. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, you definitely I, should watch no, it. I've not seen it yet. I've meant to. Just. I think in high school I probably watched it like five times. I mean, Goodwill Hunting is 97, I think, and that's when they really yeah. Oh, uh, big. So we're college age when that hit. All right, so that's fun. We are going to wrap up uh, Affleck and Damon, and we're going to move on to uh, – Oh, I, I would just real quick say – Encourage people that are listening to find our Facebook page. We will now discuss has its own Facebook page. We want we want feedback on this stuff. If you're actually listening, you know, tell us how bad we screwed up. Tell us what should have been on the list. Maybe even suggest um, you know other people you want us to do this same kind of format for. Who, who's other Mount Rushmore? Do you want to see or hear? And kind of kind of give us some ideas and some feedback. Yes, on friends, that. stop sending us texts about how angry you are at our <laughs> picks and put it on the Facebook page. That's right. Make your opinions public. <laughs> yes, have your strong opinions. Yeah. Um, Kim, 
It is your turn to take your step on the recommendation corner. What do you have for us today? All right, guys, I have a comedy for you. It's on Apple TV. I have been enjoying the heck out of this show. It is only a very quick 30-minute episode for you. You do not have to commit that much time frame for you. It is called Big Door Prize, and it drops new episodes every Wednesday. I think there are... Five or six at Damon. Does that sound about right? There's about five or six out now. Here's basically the premise for it. There's this small town, and uh, the people in the town kind of start changing their behavior because in the local general store, this uh, they get like this morpho machine is what it's called, and it all of a sudden it just shows up mysteriously. And every person in the town kind of starts changing their behavior based on this morpho machine. They go into the machine, and then they like... Uh, put their hand on the th- machine, and then it spits out this card, and it basically says what their highest potential is. Yeah, this is reveal your life potential. Yeah, and so... Um, and it's just like one or two words. It's just very simple, and then everybody kind of interprets that however yeah. they want and starts. And so, like, the high school principal says that she's going to be a motorcyclist, so she all of a sudden goes out and buys herself a big Harley. She starts driving that. And so each episode kind of goes through each like a different person almost from the town and how they kind of change their behaviors and they kind of start morphing into different people based on what this card thing has spit out. And nobody knows where this machine came from. Anyway, quick episodes, only 30 minutes apiece. Apple TV, Big Door Prize, check it out. If the John Prine song is not in it, I don't think I can watch it. Not yet. We have not heard it yet. Not yet. But uh, mm, I, I feel like it's coming. So far, we have no idea where the title comes from, other than that. So maybe it's maybe, maybe it's, it's coming, coming down the road. Okay. But, uh, all right, uh, Damon, you have our coming attractions. What we got coming up? What are we gonna be watching soon? Um, well, after a pretty big run of releases, it's it's actually uh, gets a little slim in, in the next few weeks. Uh, the, the next big releases uh, coming out April twenty first uh, is a. Uh, uh, Evil Dead Rise, a new horror movie uh, coming out. That's an extension of the Evil Dead franchise that started, uh, I think, in the late 70s, even is when the first of these movies came out. That trailer looks freaky as hell. Yeah, it's, it looks terrifying. Oh, yeah, it and, is uh, very scary looking. Uh, it, and it, it, as, as of now, last time I looked, is, is like a 96% Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics oh, are, wow. are loving it, and the people I've uh, heard give not really reviews, but just kind of quick takes on it. Really liked it and said it is, it is intense and it is it's scary, gory and and if you're if you're a horror fan, apparently it's a winner. The other one's coming out April twenty first. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation. Um, Cheva- Chevalier. 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 There we go. Um, which is a uh, drama set uh, classical music type world i don't really know it looks like if you're a fan of bridgerton maybe go check this one out yeah that's the best description i think like bridgerton but music instead of sex it looks like well maybe 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 a little both maybe both who knows it Um, looks a little risque in the trailers um, the other uh big release is the covenant new guy Ritchie movie it looks like a um afghanistan iraq war setting um he's you know Known for his big action movies, mm. this Jake Gyllenhaal um, is the star of this one. I don't feel like that's normally my kind of movie, but I kind of want to see it. I don't know if it's the music that's playing over the trailer. I don't assume yeah. it's going to be this this like oh my god that just changed my life. But yeah. I like Gyllenhaal actually. Yeah. Um, it's one I'll probably watch, but probably not make it to the theater for. 
And uh, just because we don't know when this drops, uh, the week after that, April 28th, even fewer releases. Uh, Big George Foreman, uh, a biopic about um, George Foreman and his, it uh, looks like it spans his whole career from his early days winning the heavyweight championship to even coming back and winning again in his 40s. It looks like it's going to lean into his faith and the religious side of things. Um, so it's probably going to be popular among a, a Christian audience. And the other big release on April 28th that I'm hoping our theater gets, because I will be going whether anybody goes with me or not, is the 40th anniversary release of Return of the Jedi in theaters. So um, that's all I've got coming up. No big, um, we've got some ongoing TV series, but nothing new, I don't think, coming out that I caught. So that's all I've got for the coming What portion of Big George Foreman do we think is going to cover the grill? Uh, it's in the it's trailer. So that's the part I care about. It, it is in it's the trailer. Mentioned. That's all I know. Is it, it, It's going to be in there. I don't know how much of it. but. All right. Well, guys, I had fun. Uh, good episode. I, I'm not sure what we've got coming up for the next one. We're going to throw some ideas out and about. I like this Rushmore thing, though. I think it's going to be our thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll definitely do this again. We'll just have to decide if, on who and... Yeah, I, my take is we did not argue or fight nearly enough. I should have I should have went harder on the town. Um, I, I'm I'm already regretting that, and I feel bad. Yeah, I caved on the departed quickly. I thought I was going to get real intense, and I didn't. Okay. Maybe that's because you guys had good arguments. Maybe that's it. I just didn't think I was going to win between the two of you on the town. So I give up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We will be back soon. See you guys later.